Coming up on Sudas America, Glenn Beck is here with details on the latest scam against our children. Matt Peterson joins us to break down some of the big changes here at Blaze Media. And the fight for the Speaker of the House is finally over. I'll give you the latest. It all starts here in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about Undertack. Now, most guys spend more than half their day sitting. And of course, every one of us has been, I don't know, irritated by uncomfortable boxers that need constant adjusting. I feel like the technology is from like 1905. Well, Undertack isn't your typical men's boxers. They are made with modal, which I don't know what that is, but it's like cotton, just a lot better. It's 50% more moisture wicking, uh, antibacterial. It's way softer. Undertack stays in place with a sturdy yet comfortable extra wide waistband and the fly design is brilliantly straightforward. Undertack is durable, ultra light, fade resistant and shrink resistant. And the best part, they're 25% less expensive and they come with twice the satisfaction guarantee of the competition. And if that's not enough, they donate a portion of their profits to organizations actively involved in the fight against human trafficking. Pick up a drawer full today, undertack.com, U-N-D-E-R-T-A-C, undertack.com. Get 20% off site-wide when you use my code stew 20 Exceptional comfort. You're going to love this stuff. Uh, it's twice the guarantee. It's a fraction of the price. Undertack.com. Undertac.com. Check it out now. The code is STU20. STU does America. Yes, we start tonight by doing speaker Mike Johnson. Yes, Mike Johnson, a name you are so familiar uh, with that I almost feel like we should even do a show about him because you know so much about him. You've been thinking about him almost every day for the past 10 years. Mike Johnson, a central part of your life. Actually, you probably never heard of him until two days ago. Uh, that is that is the weird. This is how it had to happen, right? This is how it had to happen. It had to be someone that wasn't going on Fox News all the time, that wasn't criticizing other Republicans, that wasn't out there in your face. The, a guy who in the back room had a bunch of friends and didn't piss people off. You know, this is a good lesson for you, boys and girls, uh, as you uh, raise your children. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to be the one that people like. And uh, that does not mean that you don't stand up for what you believe in. But maybe just not being an a-hole to everybody who passes by that you disagree with isn't the worst idea. And I think that's kind of the plan that got Mike's, uh, Mike Johnson the speakership today. We've been talking about this for a while, and there's two f big things uh, at, uh, at play here today. Uh, AP writes, Mike Johnson elected House Speaker with broad GOP support. So remember these rules here, everybody. Broad GOP support is 220 votes. 200 is an embarrassing failure and nobody likes you and you should run and hide and not even get a vote for half the people who got to 200 votes. Uh, it's a weird thing. I've been critical of the way the media has handled this. Look, when you have a majority of four and you have rules set up like this, this is the type of stuff that's going to happen. It's, is it that big of a deal that they had a couple of weeks that they had to sift through this? Not really. The only thing that was a big deal was if the catastrophic side happened if they went to either some consensus candidate or they went to um, some, God forbid, some liberal that a few Republicans went along with. That was a real possibility. You probably would say the risk wasn't worth worth it, largely because what you're going to get out of Mike Johnson is, you know, something pretty similar to what you got out of Kevin McCarthy. They are very, very close in voting record. Um, you know, McCarthy had maybe a few more enemies. Now, obviously, Matt Gates being the most prominent one. Um, and over time, Mike Johnson will probably get some enemies, too. And that's what happens when you're the speaker. Uh, so I don't know. How long is he going to last? We will see. Um, there's a lot to look for here. But 
it is important to understand how this vote came down. Two different things. Number one, as I said, he's a guy who was generally well liked or at least wasn't uh, prominent. You know, a couple uh, Republican senators and the senators like to troll the House members a little bit as well. But when asked about their reaction to it, they said they had to Google the guy. Senators. Now, that might be a little bit of a troll, but the point is he's not prominent. He's not a guy that was on Fox News all the time. Sometimes he was. You know, he was a somewhat familiar face to people who watch this every day, but really not a guy who was out there in media circles. He did do a lot behind the scenes, and that's something that the media isn't really covering. What they are covering is GOP Speaker Mike Johnson played a key role in efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Um, they love this is going to be their angle on this guy. He's extreme pro-abortion and he's a January 6th. Now, the reason why the media is doing that is because this is the exact ground the Democrats want to fight this election on. So they can go to the people and say they nominated a guy who was central to the January 6th thing. And he was also a uh, he's a big anti-abortion guy. Now, by all appearances, he is pretty pro-life. And I know protecting babies' lives is not fashionable these days. Lots of rallies going on about how Israel um, shouldn't, uh, you know, certainly shouldn't be protecting their babies. Um, We are at a period where human life isn't all that valuable to a lot of people. So I understand why that's where the Democrats want to go. Maybe it's a popular position, not what I'm going to take. I kind of feel like babies should be allowed to live, uh, maybe grow into older babies and kids and then adults like I just feel like that process is kind of cool you know I think it's something that we all should have a chance to do but I know that's a little bit out of fashion right now I mean of course the idea that you should either be decapitated in Israel or in the womb one of the two is super trendy and I'm never really going to get there with you if that's where you are I apologize so I don't think he's going to back off the abortion stuff it's clear that's where he stands on that as far as the the overturning the 2020 election it seems to me I'm going to go back and it's been a while I'm going to go back and read this brief that he wrote about this. There's a lot of different flavors of this at the time. Now, you might say, well, I think the election was stolen, so I'm glad he was doing that. I mean, you're, you're not the person, of course, that's going to be a problem for him on this particular issue. The issue is, is it fair to criticize him uh, f- to some moderate who doesn't believe the election was stolen? Was he really central to this? I mean, I don't know. Do you remember seeing him on TV? Do you remember seeing him be the face of this at all? And he wrote a brief um, the brief really didn't call for the election to be overturned. It was at a time where they were looking at all their legal options. So we'll go, maybe we'll go into that a little bit more next week if, if it becomes a big enough issue. Um, of course, uh, right before this election took place, they took down the Kevin McCarthy plaque that had been up this entire time through all of these votes because they knew they were going to get this passed. And then when he walked out, uh, this is what he saw, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Pretty cool for this guy who really didn't have a high level of prominence before this. And now he's Speaker of the House. Hopefully he does a good job with it. Um, he had a nice speech afterward. He said, yeah, you know, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, you know, the minority leader. I know we disagree on a lot of stuff. I, I know you're a man of honor who believes in this country. Now, none of that's true, to be clear. I mean, I, he's being nice. Uh, maybe he actually believes it. And if he does, I'm terrified uh, of his speakership. But he, he did all these, said all these nice things, said all the right things, bipartisanship, blah, 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 blah. And then if Keem Jeffries left the room and went on TV and said, uh, Mike Johnson's an extreme right wing ideologue. Because that's how this works, of course. Now, um, all this, we went through all the risks of this. It was a very risky thing. They eventually got to somebody after 22 days of no speaker, an incredibly long period of time historically. Um, They did eventually get to someone who 
it's hard to argue is much different than Kevin McCarthy. So you switched out the personalities. This was always what this was about with uh, several of these members who just didn't like McCarthy. And that's okay. And that's what the rules were. But I will say, I, you know, is this worth it? You're going to get basically the same guy, uh, same voting record. Um, he, he has a few more friends maybe in Congress. And I guess that's what you got here. Gates and Burchett, a couple people who uh, voted uh, to oust McCarthy, say it was worth it to get Johnson. Of course, this is a little bit about, you know, drawing the bullseye around the arrow. This was certainly uh, not the plan. Uh, at all from the beginning. But hey, you know, if it works out where basically you're getting the same thing, you had a couple weeks of chaos, you kind of did show that you have a a tough time governing. It's going to be hard to argue to the American people that you guys are doing a wonderful job governing if you can't even keep your own speaker and and even name a new one. But at the end of the day, there's going to be bigger issues that the election is decided upon. Uh, So I I don't think you should be that worried about it. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, is very upset. She said, says Gates and seven other colleagues need to apologize to heal the conference. I will say, I went to Six Flags last weekend um, on Saturday with the kids and I went on a bunch of the roller coasters because they're too small for me to let them go on, on them, some of these by themselves. So I went on them and I, I was on one of them. I think it's the Titan. I legitimately almost passed out twice on this thing. I was going like 90 miles an hour around these corners. I almost, it was like those scenes like in Top Gun Maverick where he's going straight up and, he's, and it starts getting dark. That's how I felt on this thing. It was incredible. It was a great time. But none of the roller coaster rides were as extreme as the roller coaster ride that has been watching Marjorie Taylor Greene go from the fringes of the party to like leadership shill. I, I don't know. What is it? Does anyone understand that? How did that happen? I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's not a big deal, but it's just an odd journey with her. Um, I want to go to um, what's going on with uh, everything else in the rest of the world. I missed a couple of days. I want to catch up a little bit. I'm going to do that with Glenn Beck coming up here in just a second. Let me tell you about Grip 6. They make totally customizable belts that you're uh, going to love. I mean, if you're Speaker Mike Johnson. You order, order a, it's like you get one that just says Speaker Mike Johnson right on the belt buckle. They're, they'll laser etch it for you. You can do logos, you can do flags, you can do all sorts of things right on the buckle. You'd also get them in carbon fiber so you don't have to take it off at the airport. And they are totally minimalist so they don't jut out from your shirt. You're going to love these designs. They have a great selection of socks and wallets and belts that you're going to love uh, from Grip6. Why are you going to love it? Well, first of all, the design's great. It's a great product. It's going to last a really long time. But it's also a small company in Utah. You're supporting America. You're supporting um, a company that loves the United States, doesn't hate it. They source their products from the United States. And uh, I don't know. We always complain about companies who hate us. Why not support the ones that actually love us? Grip6.com slash stew. Use the code stew at checkout. You'll get 15% off. It's grip, the number six.com slash stew. Grip6.com slash stew. Get 15% off today with Grip6. I'm joined now by Glenn Beck. He has a brand new special coming up next, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, it's exposed what the deep state got away with while you weren't looking, which might be the longest show of all time, if we're going to cover all of those things. <laughs> Only covering one area. Oh, okay. Only one area. Okay. Well, what, what can you give us a preview of what we Yeah, um, you're going to see the medical community and the scientific community in a whole different light tonight. You're going to see the scientific and medical industrial complex in a whole different light. Um, there have been um, many things that have dropped in the last week as soon as Israel was taking all the headlines, uh, that's when a lot of things just 
government will release it real quick. Yeah. Um, and there are some stunning um, evidence now that shows they knew from the beginning they released this drug knowing that it had failed the uh, tests. Um, they knew where it came from. They knew who was involved. They covered because they were paying for it. Some stuff that we've all said had to have happened. We have one document I'm going to show tonight. I'm going to show you three documents. One, the first release, where it was like, and they, and then it's all black. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the next document, it was like, and they got together and they said that this was all black. And then the document. And it's taken two years to get this document. And uh, it's stunning. Hmm. It is stunning. It's, it's so funny. I, we go back to this often. And at first it was kind of like a joke. But like the never let a crisis go to waste thing is so central to their governing philosophy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is really what oh, yeah. they do. They yeah. hold this stuff. They wait for something big to happen. And then they release it all. Yeah. And it's not just that. Um, COVID is the perfect emergency. Mm. Um, that is changing, it's changing everything. It's, you know, it's going to be linked to our passports, to our way of life, to our health, to the benefits. When you see- Still, I mean, you don't think we're past the, oh no. uh, that point? No, no. Um, it didn't go as well as they had hoped, but it is part of their plan. And when you see, you know, we, we did some research on the beginning of the, you know, AMA, the Medical Association, and, and how all of this came to be. And you'll be surprised it happened in the progressive era. And it was funded by Carnegie and Rockefeller. And the things that they did all on eugenics, I mean, they were right in line with the Germans. Remember, all of this stuff came from America and was shipped to Germany. We taught them uh, all of the things. We were way ahead on sterilization and weeding out the undesirables, way ahead. They just perfected it. Um, and In the most evil way in possible. In the most <laughs> evil way possible. It is evil. And um, they're still on that, Stu. They are still, transhumanism is part of this now. Mm -hmm. It is still trying to make the ultimate human being. Uh, and it's all wrapped in big farm, big defense, big government. Mm. Um, you brought up the Nazis, which is, first of all, <laughs> surprising. the least surprising thing yeah. <laughs> uh, on the program today. Um, but we're kind of back in that era in a lot of ways. Like I. You know, uh, looking, you know, the New York Times has a photojournalist that they're depending on for their coverage of the Gaza situation who has outwardly praised Hitler over and over and over again. How did I miss this story? It's incredible. And they know about it. This isn't like a brand new, hey, we just found tweets. They know about it. They say they went to him and said, this can't flavor your coverage. And they're like, oh, we, we were now okay they with that. Accuse, <laughs> they accuse January 6 people, yeah. and they can't put them away in jail long enough. They went to them and said, hey, we, we want to make sure this. 
hey, come on now. I know you love Hitler, but that shouldn't really do anything to, to flavor your coverage. It's no, like, well, I'm only, no, I'm only, <laughs> it's like, I love him because of the uh, Volkswagen and the Autobahn. Yeah. I, and think about, you know, go, someone made this point online, and I don't remember who it was, but it, it is a great observation. Go back to 2019, whenever that was, 18, it was Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. And remember the dramatic footage of these guys with the tiki torches going through. They, I think it was Vice had that documentary, and, and it was, they were chanting, Jews will not replace us. And it was a massive story. Now, at every major university in every major city is a rally of the same exact sort, right? Saying the same things about Jews, except the groups are 10 times as large and they're everywhere and basically approved by the media establishment and the university establishment. And no one seems to notice or care. 50% of those who are um, over 18, under 24, 52% of them think that this is fine. Jews got to die. That's here in America. That's here in America. Uh, 25 to 34, I think it's 40%. If you've gone to college recently, you believe this stuff. Our children are in grave, grave danger. And there has to come a time where we finally just say, I'm not sending my kids to college. Mm. Are you there? Like, I mean, is that, are you there? I am. Um, one of my children is in college now, but, uh, it's for sports and he's pretty locked in on his truth. Right. Um, you know, the truth, not his truth, but the truth. Um, and we talk about what he's learning and we, we converse all the time. Um, it's a full-time job though. It's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. I would not send all of my children. My son is, you know, it's kind of like if you want to be a doctor, you got to go to college, right. okay? But if you're just going to find yourself, A, that's an incredible waste of money. Yes. And you are paying people to destroy all of the work that you have done with your kids. And it doesn't matter anymore. These diplomas don't mean anything anymore. Nothing. It's really just the piece of paper. It's accreditation. It's it. right? like, that's And you know what? You, you know the, all that that means? Is that for four years, you got up and went to a place and you listened and you did exactly what you were told. Yeah. Okay? That's it. That's it. It doesn't mean you learned anything because how many people are learning things for tests and then completely forget them? How many are saying things on their tests just to appease their their professor? You're not learning anything except how to lie. So why does this continue? Because like I I keep, I I made this point before. There's this stat that came out and it's been tossed around by the left-wing media forever. That's something like one out of every four women in college get raped, right? And it's like, to me, so provably false. Yes. For a hundred different reasons. But one central one is no mom and dad would send their daughter to a place where they thought there was a 25% chance they would get raped. Correct. Makes no sense. Yet, I will say, maybe I'm wrong on that because conservative parents know what's going to happen to their kids in college and they continually send them off. I mean, like, I, why? Why do we keep feeding into the system? 
And I know you're ta- you have is- one specific thing in your your personal situation, and some people have that, right? Doctors and all those other things, but. It's bigger than that. It's not just specific needs. Everyone feels like they have to go down the same road. Because I think road. you're afraid of being wrong. I think parents are afraid of making that decision and then that closes a door for their children. Um, you know, I don't want to close a door for my children. You, do, you know, the mm. whole point of, of your college time, your high school time and college time, is to leave as many doors open as possible Mm. because you never know if that's going to influence something until you start locking in on things. Like I didn't have to go to school because I I knew what I wanted to do when I was 13 and I was doing it when Mm -hmm. I was 13. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that a school would do nothing for me other than give me a greater understanding of the world, but I wanted to be a top 40 DJ. (laughs) You don't have to understand anything. Um, And so uh, I didn't need it. The only reason to go was in case you failed, which was a very high possibility. Um, A backup plan. A backup plan. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think the only reason is you you either think that it's not as bad as it truly is, or your kid is stronger than they probably are. Yeah. Um, or you just don't want to be the one in the family that closes doors on your kids. Yeah, I guess I, I, I sympathize with that because you don't want to be, you know, if you're wrong, you, you screw it up and then they have no fault. But I mean, I think we need to start prioritizing a little bit more our kids and, and who they become as opposed to where they work. This wouldn't have been a problem, wouldn't have happened even in the 1950s. We've become such a godless country. Um, you know, only, only 25% now of Americans read the Bible. Only mm. 25%. Only 6% of the 25% can actually tie the Bible and scriptures to events that are going on today. Mm. You have no God. You have nothing worth more than the gods of the marketplace. So what are you going to do? It's a scary world. Uh, You're going to go into more of that scary world, a dark future, if you will, uh, tonight. I will tell you, though, that I I think there are things that are happening. And even in the show, I've, I've hit a new place. In you know, we, we made some changes at the Blaze. Mm-hmm. And I said that, you know, in 2010, there were about 10 things we had to accomplish. If we really wanted to be prepared for a time when we're under attack and we are dissident voices, we are, we are troublesome, um, and the government wants to shut us down. There were about 10 things. We're only down now to about two mm. that are left. And this one was a very big step um, but it's, it's good. It is, it is, we're finally at a place to where I have been so frustrated for the last 20 years because I feel like all we do is try to correct the mistakes of the mainstream media. Try to say, no, that's not the truth. Right. This is the truth. And we're battling from a position of weakness. We don't have to do that anymore, Stu. We don't have to, I don't have to get on and tell you that CNN is wrong. Nobody's watching CNN. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the public knows there's no trust with any of these people. So now it's time to actually take the leadership role on everything, on all of it, culture, sports, um, uh, politics, uh, education, all of it, and start saying this is the way it should be, this is what happened, and let the mainstream media now on their heels go, well, no, wait, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, take the go on offense. It's time to go on offense. Mm. And I know that was one of the big part of your initial version yes. uh, of the Bla- your vision for the Blaze. Um, and we're it's starting time. to do more and more of that now. We're going to talk to Matt Peterson about all these changes here in a couple of minutes as well. Uh, but Glenn Beck, uh, his uh, new special coming up tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, is exposed the deep sta- what the deep state got away with while you weren't looking. Uh, make sure to stay tuned to that. Volume and, one. Yes, volume <laughs> one. <laughs> this is going to be a very long yeah. series. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. Promo code is uh, Stu. Glenn, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. RealEstateAgentsITrust.com. It's Glenn Beck's company. Started it uh, around the same time, I guess, as The Blaze. It was a very busy year or two there. Um, But one of the reasons why is we are moving around all the time. And, oh, my stupid tag. This is going to drive me crazy. I mean, you guys can't let me do an interview with my tag like that. I I think we should. Glenn, I have to redo the whole interview. Uh, My my tie clip was off. He's just looking at me like I'm insane. Okay. Uh, start the uh, start your process off when you're talking about real estate with the right real estate agent. Why? Well, you got a crappy agent. You basically are going to go through a process and number one, probably lose some money. And, you know, even if it's only a percent or two, when you're talking about big numbers like a housing purchase, that's going to make a big difference. And then add on to that, just getting the right neighborhood, going through a process that makes sense, making sure your legal documents are all up to snuff. And making sure you're happy with the transaction on both sides, buying and selling. You've got to have the best agent in town. You can get that with Real Estate Agents I Trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Watching the Israel stuff pile up uh, while I was away the last couple of days uh, was a bizarre thing to do when you're not doing the show every day today. I, w- I was drawn in by this David Harsani tweet. He said, the New York Times has published long pieces and editorials claiming criticism of George Soros is an anti-Semitic dog whistle, but it's fine with hiring Hitler fanboys. And I thought, wow, that's, that's quite the claim there. Is that true? Now, of course, one part of it we know is true, uh, the Soros thing, and they do that all the time. Whenever you say George Soros' name, they say it's anti-Semitic. This one's an example. Behind the Trump, and Trump indictment, the right fit wing finds familiar villain in Soros. Conspiracy theorists have long attributed wildly varied events to George Soros and attacks often viewed as anti-Semitic. But what about the Hitler fanboy reporter? Huh. Well, apparently true. One of these photojournalists that they've hired uh, in Gaza, because apparently they couldn't find any photographers in Gaza that didn't love Hitler. Uh, they've hired him. Uh, here's, a, here's an outtake of, uh, that highlights this whole thing. On numerous occasions over the past 11 years, uh, this particular photojournalist has praised Adolf Hitler or invoked the Nazi leader in social media postings. A spoke, and you might say, well, the Times didn't know about it, right? And now they're finding out. No, it's not one of those controversies. They knew the whole time. A spokesperson for the Times says the paper reviewed those problematic postings last year when the issue was first raised and took actions to, quote, ensure he understood our concerns 
and could adhere to our standards. The statement said he has done so and has delivered important and impartial work at great personal risk during this conflict. And of course, anyone who loves Hitler is able to do impartial work on the Jews. That is uh, something that is real and being claimed by the New York Times. They know this guy is praising Hitler and they continue to employ him. Think about that. Next time there's a cancel culture moment, the Times is all revved up about. Amazing. And uh, of course, they also had some interesting stuff going on with the hospital bombing. They reported the hospital bombing. We went over all of that. Then they backtracked it while it was gone. And I've been gone for so long, two full days, that they've now re-backtracked on it. And now they don't know. They're not sure who's responsible for it. First, it was Israel. Then it was probably Hamas. We saw all the videos. Then they've looked at the videos, and now they can say it wasn't those Hamas missiles that you saw. Uh, we don't know what it was. So that's where the Times is now. And they're still doing the thing that I cannot believe these media. Because you are a disgrace as a media organization. If what you're doing with your life is reporting numbers from the Gaza Health Ministry with a straight face. It's so inexplicable. This is Hamas. This is a Hamas-controlled group. If you report no one died from a bombing, what will happen is you will die. That's what happens when you're in Gaza. Okay? You don't get to release accurate numbers and get it by Hamas. That's not going to happen. Um, You should never report something that comes from Uh, someone who is in Hamas or who is is held at gunpoint by Hamas as fact. People tend to get numbers wrong when guns are pointed at their heads. That's kind of what what goes on. I mean, you know, in the United States, you know, Hurricane Sandy hit the media capital of the world and we didn't know how many people were dead for a month. This is like, oh, gosh, the bombing. Oh, yeah. Last night it was uh, 483. And people are like, oh, 483. The Gaza Health Ministry said 483 people died. Give me a break. Now, the U.S. is shifting tone on Israel uh, and the Hamas war as potential ground invasion looms. And this is true. I mean, the media wants to report this as a as a, you know, he said, she said type of issue, Um, you know, a both sides issue. And that's true to an extent. But the extent is only as a stepping stone. Yes, they want to report this as a both sides issue because their ultimate goal is to get to a this is a blame Israel issue. They can't skip from, okay, Hamas decapitated a bunch of babies to it's Israel's fault immediately. They have to go to, oh, well, both sides are wrong. We can't tell what's going on. I don't know. Um, And then at the very end, they can say, well, actually, now we do know Israel's worse. So we're in that transition stage right now. It was at first everyone knew it was Hamas's fault. Now it's kind of both sides. Both sides are bad. And then in a week or two, we will have it full. It's Israel's fault. Let me tell you about Jace Daily. It's from the same company that brings you the Jace case. It's a prescription supply service. This allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. This covers a lot of medications like cholesterol, diabetes, heart health, uh, blood pressure, mental health, and more. These are pills that you probably have to take every day if you're using them. And if the supply chain goes down, you got to go a month without your cholesterol medicine. What's that going to mean to your health? Jace is working to expand their medical offerings. They've added a bunch of options. 
options for the Jace case that you can get on board with. And your order is reviewed by a certified healthcare professional. It's delivered right to your door. I talked to Sean Rowland, who's on the show a few weeks ago now, uh, and he walked through all of this. Um, the medication shortages that are out there now, a bunch more that could happen. Almost all of our drugs are produced overseas. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the code STU at checkout for a discount on your order. The promo code is STU at jacemedical.com. Save on your prescriptions. Uh, make sure you're supplied for the worst case scenario. It's Jace Case and Jace uh, um, uh, Medical.com, J A S E Medical.com. Jace Daily from Jace Medical. So apparently I took uh, picked the wrong day to take off because uh, I was gone and then I came back when we have a brand new website uh, at theblaze.com. I'm joined now by Matt Peterson. He's the editor-in-chief of Blaze Media. And Matt, I mean, big changes going on. It's really yeah. exciting. The site looks great. Um, and I, I want to get into some of the changes in, in content and the things we're trying to do on the site in a second. But start with this because i mean the yeah. blaze is a really successful website it was mm-hmm. you know it did really well mm-hmm. you know we there's a lot of there were ads on it like you see all over the web uh, but you've decided to change that and get rid of all of them that's kind of a big risk can, <laughs> can you explain what you're trying to do here yeah absolutely well i think it was a very successful website and uh the reason for that though was the content not the ads mm. and so we have looked around uh for a while now and been thinking about this for a while behind the scene the main problem that all companies face on the right in media is that they are being demonetized systematically by big tech and I don't know about, you know, all of you out there, but I do hate those ads. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, you know. Yeah, Glenn kept saying toenail fungus, which I yeah. feel like I have seen that one a few times. Oh, I mean, you know, I, as, as one friend said, uh, he felt like these ads give him eye cancer. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, and they're on all these conservative sites. And we know that this is going to increase as we move into November 2024. They're not going to stop. And so what was so, I think, very bold, uh, and we're setting an example for the industry right now, we're just ripping that Band-Aid off and saying, you know what, we're not going to b- depend on your programmatic, your ad money coming from these you know, woke networks that are demonetizing us anyway. We're going to go right to all of you watching us and say, hey, support us for the price of a cup of coffee a month, and we'll, we'll get them off our back, and we'll, we'll do more of the content that people love and expand. Yeah, because that's a great point when you're saying leading into next year, this is going to get much, much worse. You remember looking at Facebook as we went into the 2020 election, um, they clamped on everything. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't even let you buy ads if you had any political messaging at all. And this is only going to get worse. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that it's going to get worse. We know that they are against us. And I really feel that... Um, it's not just about getting outside of censorship, right? It's also about serving our audience. Mm. And, and, and there, I mean, I have to praise, it's not, the credit is not mine for the design of that website, which, is, which I think is incredible. And I encourage you, please, go online and look at this now. I mean, uh, it's almost jarring. I mean, it, it be, if you go to other pages, yeah. you're just so used to seeing the pop-ups and you're used to seeing yeah. all the crazy clickbaity stuff. It doesn't feel like that at all now. Absolutely. And I mean, Alexander, uh, who is the real designer behind the scenes here, and other, others here did an incredible job to make something that I think is now an industry leader. Uh, as soon as it appeared, because it's clean, it's beautiful, and I think the aesthetics are incredibly important. And I think for too long, conservative media just hasn't cared about that. 
and I think Blaze always has. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the shows online, mm -hmm. what Glenn pioneered is we're doing TV, but we're doing it on, you know, on the internet. Um, back when people thought that that was impossible or the internet was a fad. This is continuing that because the, the website is really, it, it has to feel like a, a premium content, right? It has to represent what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's disgusting when you go to these sites and have to click through all these <laughs> disgusting ads. I mean, I hate it. Yeah. And we're done with it. We're free. We're free. <laughs> Support us and we'll stay free. Oh, that's great. Um, so you wrote a piece, coincidentally, on theblaze.com, yeah. which was a smart place to put it. Yeah. Um, and you go through kind I of... Here there's a lot of premium content. Yeah, there, there is. Mm -hmm. You went through sort of the, some of the changes in, in content and, and, mm -hmm. and approach here. Maybe we can just go through these because I think they're all really interesting. Starting with news, opinion, and analysis. There's always mm -hmm. been, of course, news, opinion, and analysis as part of Blaze TV and, and, and theblaze.com. Mm -hmm. What's changing there? Well, I mean, for starters, the, the sexy thing that everyone wants, I think, on the right, I certainly do, is more investigative reporting. Mm. Um, but the big problem is that everyone faces, and you know, you should, you should know this, it's not for want of trying. There are lots of outfits that want to do you know, serious, real reporting. But the problem is uh, that's, that's costly. Right? Really costly. I mean, it, it, it's expensive, and that's why the big dogs can do it. Uh, but we are going to, moving to a subscription model, do more of it. And the more support we have, the more we'll do uh, of, of that sort of reporting. So Steve Baker, who I know has been on your show mm -hmm. and, and, and talks about January 6th, is an incredible guy. He's an example of the kind of reporting that we'll do more of. We'll get, we'll get deeper into uh, these stories that everyone knows are important that no one else will cover. And that's my heuristic. If someone else would do it, okay, well, why are we doing it? But if it's something that you know, no one else will, will cover because they're scared, well, now I'm interested. So we're gonna do more of that and also more opinion. You know, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people yelling on the internet. Hmm. It'd be great if we kind of edited and curated some thoughts that are actually thoughtful <laughs> yeah. and had some adult debates uh, in pieces going back and forth. And we're going to do more of that as well. And then, of course, people like yourself, um, you know, it seems like you have things to say. <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get paid to say things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we want, we want more opinion pieces on there um, from our hosts as well. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, okay, um, lifestyle. This is mm -hmm. something uh, we've done a little bit of here and there. Certain mm -hmm. hosts certainly do it. But the Blaze is going to cover lifestyle in a different way. Yes. So when I say lifestyle, uh, I feel like it's a little bit misleading because to me anyway, that word sounds like you're styling your life. Right, right, um, right. But this is not about a style. This is about way of life content, really. And the reason we're doing that is because all of us want to get out from under big woke capital, right? And we know that our money, our dollars are being used against us. And if you're anything like me, I mean, you're constantly wondering, like, what can I buy, right? What products and services can I buy that are alternatives from these companies mm -hmm. that, are, that I, I don't support my values? And in fact, they act as if they hate me. And so how do I, how do I spend my money? How do I live my life? What are the tips to live my life in a, in a way that keeps me sane and healthy in a society that has so many problems? And so we see this as a positive move to sort of show, show people and explore ourselves and show all of you out there you know, what, what products and services can we buy? And what are the, what, how can we live? What are the best practices for all kinds of problems that we face, right? Uh, a smartphone, I wanna know, how can I be less addicted to my phone? Like, mm. what, are some, what are some easy tips to do that? What are people who are successfully mastering technology doing, right? That's the kind of stuff we all wanna know about and we're gonna go there. All right, um, technology is, you mentioned mm. technology. I know James, of course, writes about this mm. uh, often, he's great. 
we're going to be doing more content in that in that sphere. Yeah. So technology specifically is so important that we have a whole tech vertical called return. And mm -hmm. there, I mean, look, digital technology is reshaping the world. It's reshaping all of our institutions. It's reshaping our minds. Uh, and I, you know, the question is, how do we use technology for good? How do we think about technology, digital technology in particular, in a way that makes sense? How do we, how do we make sense of AI, right? Is that gonna be used for good or bad? And also more practically, how can I control the internet in my own house? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, right, right. Uh, oh my gosh! If <laughs> yeah. you have a section mm -hmm. that will teach me mm -hmm. how to freaking stop my kids from yes. getting on terrible websites yeah. or being harassed by weirdos mm -hmm. online, I can't tell you how much it's like a full-time job for me. And yeah. I have like several services I subscribe to. I can't get yes. any of them to work. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Apple Screen Time thing. There, mm -hmm. I could. I would pay for a subscription just, I already do, I pay for <laughs> yes. 10 subscriptions to do this yes. and I still can't get it done. Yes, no, absolutely. I've, and this is, this is a whole, it's a great example because it's a whole stream of content, right? That where we need to be reviewing for our audience, hey, uh, this works, this doesn't work. Uh, do you know about this, right? And we can be the hub for that sort of information. Mm. Uh, and, and really at the end of the day, it's just how do we live better? How do we live well? Mm. All right, we got, um, we're running late here, so let me do curation and entertainment mm -hmm. uh, together. Can you kind of group these together? What are these other steps? Uh, yeah, curation is really easy. Uh, if you're like me, you know that there's all this stuff going on, important, you know, voices are speaking, and you want someone to condense it for you. You know, what's, mm -hmm. what's a good Twitter feed look like, right? Yeah, yeah. Tucker's show was kind of like that. I mean, he would bring together, right, uh, all these people in a short period of time that were important to listen to. We're going to do that for the audience. Um, it's going to take us a little a little while. Like we're going to rev up to it, but we're going to start curating all the news and, and the, the the ideas out there that are important for the audience. And then entertainment is very simple. There's all kinds of cool stuff happening in entertainment. You know, from folk heroes rising up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in in music and and there's all kinds of you know non woke stuff going on. But I want to be the one stop shop, right? I need the one stop shop where I go and I, I find out. Uh, what are the what what is going on out there that's entertaining that's actually uh, you know something I'd be interested in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it is hard to find at times. There's so much of it now too. I mean, yeah. it's just trying to scroll through Netflix to find something watchable is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. um, all right, uh, Matt Peterson, editor in chief of Blaze Media. The site is up, so go there now, check it out. Obviously, your support would be great on this because. Without the audience, there's just no way to, to do this. So if you support uh, independent, free media that actually cares about the truth, um, you're going to want to try this out. Theblaze.com is the place to go. Check it out. There's all sorts of stuff up there. Most of it, all of it's right now is free, right? It's all available for everybody. Yeah, right now, just you go to the site. You can check it out. You can look at whatever you know you want. And uh, it's, it's free right now, but we are going to need that support. And some things you'll see are behind, you know, will be behind a paywall. So go on and explore. And, you know, if you like it, we're talking three bucks a month. You know, I okay. mean, this is not uh, an exorbitant ask. We're not, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we know how times are. Um, but it is packed with value, and you can go check it out for yourself. And the good thing is the three bucks are Biden bucks, so it's only worth like 40 cents. <laughs> uh, so not bad. Matt Peterson, editor-in-chief of Blaze Media. Matt, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Well, we may have a new Speaker of the House, but I want you to remember one thing. No matter how great he is or terrible he is, we will still have the same crappy president, uh, at least for a little while. Uh, until, I don't know, 2025. God, that sounds so far away. 
Anyone but Biden 2024. Anyone but Biden 24. That is available at stewdoesmerch.com. Now, when you go there, you'll get the code stew10. If you do that, you'll save 10% on all your purchases. We've got that. We've got the uh, repeal, the 16th Amendment uh, mug. Maybe you're not a huge fan of the uh, income tax. I'm not. So check it out, stewdoesmerch.com. Code is stew10. Got a great show lined up for you tomorrow. We'll see you then.